Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live and direct on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're watching this on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. It's really weird. I don't know why they do it that way, but it's how they roll. So it be what it be. So if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and then hit the bell so that way you get alerted whenever a new episode posts. I would like to apologize for last week. I did the show, but someone was dumb and caused a glitch that re- made the show not record. Yeah, I totally my bad. Then, due to uh, connectivity issues, uh, the live stream was in a bunch of different chunks because it kept dropping connection, reconnecting, and then I tried to put everything together to make you know a video to go back up on YouTube and Rumble. But um, for some reason, my computer completely froze up, so I couldn't get it done. So I apologize that last week there was an episode available, even though I had done the live stream. Really weird. I apologize. It be what it be, and it's all that it can be. So, before I get into the into this week's episode, which I am calling I Smell Sex and Groping Here, I'm sure Marcy Playground will love me playing, riffing off of their uh, great song. Let me tell you about one of my great partners. You may see the hat on. That is Blue Collar Beardsman. Yes, Blue Collar Beardsman. Handcrafted beard oils, as you can see from this uh, glorious manly mane that is starting to develop a few gray streaks in it. But hey, I'm going to age gracefully and not be the guy who goes out and dyes his beard. But I will put beard oil in it. That way it stays soft. It stays supple. It doesn't get all itchy and scratchy. And it smells nice, too. And they have just announced the... uh, Scent of the month for October. It is called Working to Death. It has great zombies on the uh, on the label. And for some reason, up oh, there it is. This is from their Facebook post. Follow them on Facebook. That way you get uh, updated whenever they have giveaways, whenever they uh, announce whatever their uh, scent of the month for the subscribers will be. But uh, Working to Death. Shipping begins September 24th. Reserve yours today. Limited amount available. You may never see this scent again. Scent notes include fall cologne, apple bourbon barrel, 
Mm, you had me at apples and bourbon, uh, pumpkin and oud, pumpkin apple butter, and vanilla Cuban tobacco. So check them out, uh, bluecollarbeardsman.com. If you sign up for the monthly subscription, again, you get a new scent every month. Next month already sounds amazing to me. But check them out and uh, use promo code subscribe to save 25% on your first month subscription, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right, so getting into the shenanigans of the week, um... This week has been an amazing week for people doing naughty things, either in public or online. Uh, the big news in the last 24, 48 hours has been Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, while attending Beetlejuice, the musical, the musical, the musical in Denver. At first, it's like, oh, well, she was kicked out because she was vaping in the theater, which is a no-no and was repeatedly asked to stop taking pictures and recording uh, the show. Okay, that all makes sense. Well, here's where it gets even more interesting. Okay, it's one thing if, if someone's like, oh, that's Lauren Boebert down there, and they're you know filming her with their cell phone going, oh, look, it's Lauren Boebert. Oh, she's vaping. So we can confirm that happened. Where it gets interesting is once the once the house lights die down, there is still night vision recording her. And in the recording, her boyfriend, some Democrat schmo that I've never heard of, who owns a bar in Aspen where they do drag shows, Neither here nor there. Anyways, her boyfriend is grabbing all of her chesticles, and she is seen in the night, the creepy night vision video of grabbing his junk. You know, and this is a woman who is currently going through a divorce. She's not divorced yet. And here she is um, doing naughty things in public. Now, I, I'm not here to be on the, oh, Lauren Bobert's bad. She's a hypocrite bandwagon. I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I do believe that we as conservatives should hold our conservative politicians to a high standard. Now, granted, um, who among us, to quote one Jeff Fisher, hasn't, while dating somebody in a dark movie theater, got a little handsy with their date. I mean, it happens. Part of a... that whole infatuation kind of lust thing going on. I get it. These things, uh, while best done in private... There are people who enjoy the the rush of knowing that they got away with it in public. But like I said, this is a woman who is currently married, has kids, currently going through a divorce. She's not divorced yet. 
But she's in public doing these things, the grabbing of junk and having having the snoobages caressed and groped in public. And I've, I mean, come on. We as Republicans would look at a Democrat doing that and go, oh my God, that's horrible. You're immoral, blah, 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 blah. So this is one of those, she needs to be held to account by her district. I, I'm not asking Congress to kick her out. I'm not asking her to be removed from Congress because of this whole thing. But come on, the Colorado district, which she represents, you need to go, uh, lady, that ain't cool. We don't want you doing that because we would rather have a rhino who's going to tell us all the pretty things, all the wonderful things that make us vote for him than turn around and screw us. We'd rather have that than someone who, you know, family values, anti this against that, and then you're philandering with a man who supports all that stuff that you say you're against. And you're doing this uh, not very family value stuff in public. Now, I, I get it. I, I really do. Human beings are going to human being. But if you're going to be in a position of great responsibility, perhaps, maybe perhaps, you conduct yourself better. Kind of like the, and currently this big story is breaking, is apparently uh, Christy Noem, governor of South Dakota, huge Trump supporter, has apparently been supporting one of his supporters in the sack. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, this is the this is the douchebag who, you know, was manhandling um, a liberal reporter and had a number of issues, was kicked off the Trump campaign, became part of the Trump campaign later after that. And, Giant mess. Apparently, her and him have been um, doing things together. Again, you know, 51-year-old governor, very family values, family-oriented, and apparently stepping out on her husband with that douche. Right. And to the point where one... When it was being hinted at that this story was going to break in the Daily Mail, when Trump went to an event in South Dakota, she was there to meet him, obviously. And whereas in the past, Corey Lewandowski was not above giving her a kiss on the cheek, he just acted like she wasn't there. She acted like he wasn't there. Just made it very painfully obvious. Because nothing says we are having an affair like deliberately going out of your way to act like you don't know the other person. It's like, dude, y'all been seen at galas together. You know, you gave her a kiss on the cheek when coming to an event. You've acted like best friends. Buds, you've been super friendly over the over the last however many years. Don't act like there's nothing going on because 
then it just breeds more suspicion that something is actually going on. Um, now, like I said, these are allegations. There's been nothing like concrete proven. And, you know, uh, Noam has come out and, you know, through her press guy, yeah, this, no, there's nothing going on. This is ridiculous. You know, and then uh, Corey Lewandowski, he's not even, not even responding to it. He's not, he's not confirming it. He's not denying it. But the way that the media tends to work these days, that is pretty much an admission when you neither confirm nor deny. Of course, again, if it's something rich and juicy, uh, no matter what you say, he denied it. It must be true. Oh, my God, he admitted to it. He's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. It's got to be true. And it's, you know, even if there is nothing going on between the two of them, um, perception is reality, is the old saying. And then on to Virginia. Good old Virginia. And this is a situation that actually seems to have Democrats worried. And this is a Slate article. An unexpected scandal could lose Democrats, the Virginia legislature. Bum, bum, bum. And the stakes are high. I haven't used that button in a while, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you're like, what's you looking at over there? Yeah, I was trying to remember, trying to read the writing on the board, see which one it was, so sorry. Uh, the Washington Post published a story on Monday that may harm Virginia Democrats' chances of preventing a complete Republican state government takeover this November. Based on a tip from a Republican operative to whom the Post granted anonymity, because I, I love how they write it in there. We at Slate would never grant anonymity anonymity to someone who said, Hey, I had this tip, but it's off the record. No one can know it was me. But we would never do that. We will tell you it was Bob Smith, the editor over at the mailroom for Playboy. I don't know why the mailroom has an editor, but that's who Bob Smith is, and he's provided the tip because we are slate. We are better than the New York Post and so many other media outlets who who would hide who's giving us the tip. Yeah, the fact that Slate acts like they're above the fray when I'm sure they ran enough stories with anonymous uh, operatives for the Democrats, for the Republicans. Hey, we have this amazing tip. You're going to protect us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely we will. Awesome. Yeah, they they do the same thing. Why they're acting like the Post is doing some, you know, doing this surreptitiously. Oh, my gosh. We can't say who it is. We'll get someone in trouble. We got to protect them. All media does that. 
Because here's the thing. They know that with certain stories, if they say who was, who was the source, that source could sub- suddenly find themselves subject to criminal retaliation, law enforcement retaliation, uh, besmirchment and smearing and assassination of, of their public image. So yeah, there's a reason why they don't say who it is. And the fact that the Nimwits over at uh, Slate act like the thing, I don't know. It, it, weird. Anywho's, the paper reported a Democratic candidate running for a House delegate seat, for a, oh, a House of Delegates seat. I was reading faster. I was saying words faster than I was reading them. I apologize. In a competitive district, has live stream videos of herself having sex with her husband on the online platform Chatterbait. And live streams viewed by the Post, more than a dozen of which were captured and uploaded onto the other public sites, Susanna Gibson encouraged viewers to send her tips, quote, raising money for a good cause. Was she, like, was she screwing for chastity? Was she... Was this how she was funding her campaign? Holy cow. Talk about taking it for the team. Woo! She told them, in exchange for performing whatever sex acts the tipper, the tipper desired, the couple has more than 5,700 followers on the chatterbaits. No matter how the residents of Virginia's 57th district feel about the would-be delegate doing sex work on a public platform, this revelation sure does complicate the, the election campaign Gibson a nurse practitioner is currently running against Republican David Owen, a retiree and former home builder. Wow, I mean, I I guess guys with the hot nurse fantasy are happy. I don't know. Uh, the district is one of a few true toss-ups in November's election in which all of all 100 seats in the House and all 40 seats in the Virginia Senate will be on the ballot. In 2021, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin won the district, which encompasses a suburban area just outside of Richmond. Hmm. Richmond. Is I wonder why that is so familiar. What does anything to do with... Is that Loudoun County? I, I don't remember if it's Loudoun County or not, but it, it, it's a very... Very Democrat area. But Glenn Youngkin won it by about three points. Then in last year's congressional midterm, voters went Democrat by just nine or point nine points. Nine-tenths of a point. A handful of votes, basically. In other words, Gibson can scarcely afford to have her candidacy bruised by a scandal and Democrats could scarcely afford to forfeit a winnable seat in the state legislature. They need to win a majority in either the House of Delegates or the Senate if they are to have any chance of blocking the GOP's agenda in Virginia. Though Democrats controlled both chambers of the state legislature and the governorship just a few years ago, as it stands, the only thing they have is a slim majority in the state Senate. Those few Democrats have been the only bulwark against Youngkin as he and the evil Republican lawmakers have attempted to enact the right wing's entire wish list in Virginia. 
They blocked a 15-week abortion ban. Yes, because killing babies is so important. Even though the majority of abortions that happen in America happen within the first 15 weeks. Well, by golly, if if Virginians want to go at the at the 30th week and have a partial birth abortion, that should be their right. And not to mention 15 weeks compared to some of some of the people in Europe that so many Democrats want us to be like. Compared to so many countries, 15-week abortion in the United States is still considered barbaric because they have 6, 8, 12, 14-week bans in countries across Europe. You know, those way more enlightened people, ah, we need to be more like Europe. I apologize that Adobe is making weird noises onto the microphone. Not my fault. A bill that would have forced schools to out students with any gender incongruence. Um, hold on. Virginia Democrats, uh, you're the pro, you're the state. Loudoun County is where they had the trans student who sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted a female student, covered it up transferred the student to another school where they did it again. And then the school, again, tried to cover it up. And it didn't come out until the father of the second girl who was attacked and sexually assaulted by this trans teen tried speaking up at a school board has tried speaking up at the school board meeting, and you had him arrested, Loudoun County. Remember this? Which, by the way, um, that father has since been pardoned by Governor Yunkin for having the audacity, the temerity, nay, the balls, to go in front of the school board and be a parent and fight on behalf of his child. Because how dare you? We are the school. We know what's best for your children. And by God, you should listen to us because we know better. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. And let's see. And attempts to repeal progressive climate change policies and expansion of voting rights passed by Democrats in recent years. Uh, now the revelations of Gibson sex work make it even more likely that the Republicans will retain control of the House and assume power to reverse years of progress in Virginia. Yeah. I, I love how these people act like the progress they move towards is so great. What, what they are going for is not a progression of freedom in America. It's a progression of government control. It is a regression for our freedoms, for our rights. Because to the progressive movement, to the liberals, to the Democrats, the government should be a dispenser of rights. And therefore, as a dispenser of rights, they should have the ability to take them away. I mean, just look at what happened in New Mexico where uh, the governor said, 
Well, I'm the governor, and uh, I'm in charge of enforcing our gun laws. So, in Albuquerque and the county that Albuquerque is located in, you can no longer, for the next 30 days, you cannot conceal or open carry your firearms. Oh, wait, hold on a second. There's been a number of Supreme Court decisions in the last few years. Bruin, Heller, uh, I don't remember the big one out of Illinois concerning conceal and open carry. But I'm pretty sure what you're doing is, um, what's the word? Repugnant to the Constitution? Illegal? Unconstitutional? Yeah, that's it. Unconstitutional. Yet, this is what they love to do. Well, I, I mean, these aren't rights that you just inherently have because you're breathing and have a pulse. These are given to you by the government. No, 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 stop. Stop there. Our rights are not derived from the government. Our rights exist because we exist. The government has its power, has a mandate to protect those rights. Because you have a mandate to protect those rights, that means we had to give up our a portion of our power, a portion of our sovereignty to a to a body that we choose to create laws within the framework of the constitu- the framework of the constitution and protect those rights which we have, whether you believe that they are God-given rights, these are ordained by a higher power, whether you believe these are just natural rights. Cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am, I exist, therefore I have these rights. However you look at it, these rights that are human rights. The government is there to protect those rights. That's the reason why in the entire Bill of Rights, it doesn't say, you the people have the have the right. We bequeath upon you the right to the to a free press, to free speech, to petition and the government for redress. We grant you permission, or we grant you the right to carry a firearm. Because ultimately, it comes down to either These are our rights that need protection, need defending. Or they're just permissions. They're they're privileges from the government. Like driving a car. You may have the right to own a car. You may have the right to drive that car around on your private property. But on the public property, that is a privilege. That's the reason why driver's licenses can be revoked. That's the reason why if you do not meet the standards, you don't have your vehicle insured. You do not have proper safety equipment on your vehicle. Your blinkers don't work. Your headlights aren't on. You're consuming a crap ton of alcohol and then trying to operate that vehicle on public roadway. That's the reason why you can be fined and lose your privilege to drive. Because it's not a right. Whereas, 
the right to defend yourself against a tyrannical government, the right to defend yourself against uh, attack by man or beast, the right to defend yourself, the right to have a show of force to demonstrate that you have the capability to protect yourself should someone feel froggy. That's the reason why it is enshrined in the Second Amendment of our Constitution. That's the reason why they say, shall not. The right of the people shall not be infringed. The government shall not. The government cannot. The government will not. It's the reason why it's called a charter of negative liberties. Because they're not blessings upon you. They're telling the government, hey, don't do it, jack wagon. And we've seen so many attacks on many of our uh, constitutionally guaranteed protected rights. I love when they go, oh, that's a constitutional right. No, it's constitutionally protected. If you say it's a a constitutional right, the right to vote at the age 18, that is a constitutionally granted right because... Up until they passed whichever amendment is that lowers the voting age from 21 to 18, you did not have a right to vote. Voting is a privilege. You don't have a right to serve in the military because the military wants the best. They want physically fit people. They don't want a bunch of 300-pound, well, I've known some 300-pounders who are very fit. They don't want 600-pounders who just want to enlist in the military because, hey, the Army will pay for my lap band. Uh, no, that's the reason why I don't believe someone with gender identity disorder should be allowed to enlist because how? what are the odds they're enlisting to get a taxpayer transition surgery? think it's pretty good but and not to mention look at all the other mental health issues that go along with the trans community and i'm not saying all trans people are bad i'm just saying they're predisposed to other things like depression bipolar things like this that makes serving in the military a liability because you don't know if in a dangerous situation or even being at some austere environment for an extended period of time, will you be able to get the meds that you need? Will you be able to do X, Y, and Z in order to make sure you're on that even keel? They can't guarantee that. That's the reason why a lot of guys, when they deploy, they're given like a 90-day supply of meds before they go. That way, if they're on something, that they have to have the meds for. Uh, depression, um, a blood pressure medication. You're deployable, but hey, you got high blood pressure and you take this medicine. So we're going to give you a 90-day supply just in case we cannot get it to you right away. You have 
you know, you have something to get you through till we can get more. Certain meds, they cannot guarantee that with. So why would we risk it? I don't know. I'm not in charge. I try not to be in charge. When I was in charge, I got things done. But they didn't necessarily like the way that it got done, even if I met the commander's intent. But that's, hey, that's not me making these decisions. Anyways, I will take a quick break, and I will be right back. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. All right, so getting back in, well, before I get back into things, I have to tell you about coffee because as much as I love all this glorious stuff on the shelf above my head, I love coffee more. And my favorite coffee is the coffee from American Pride Roasters. Now, if you're not a uh, Twitter user, you have missed the great coffee war between founder Dave Matthews and former libertarian presidential hopeful Austin Peterson. And this all started because I innocuously said when uh, Austin was sharing one of his coffees, one of his founding flavors, which oddly enough is what Dave called his original lineup of coffees 11 years ago, neither here nor there, he was talking about he has a Thomas Paine flavor or Thomas Paine inspired roast. Which weird because Dave also has uh, his Thomas Paine roast. Huh. Weird. Anyway, I simply said, hey, I like his Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. And then it kicked off a whole thing. And um, I don't know if Dave is still roasting it, but you can check out his Austin Peterson called me a retard. R E E. E-T-A-R-D, roast. It's a, it's a French roast. I really don't know what uh, where the beans came from, but, you know, 50% of the sale of all the uh, Austin Peterson ro- limited edition roast will be going to charity. That charity, seeing as how Austin's from here in Missouri, will be going to a Missouri veterans charity, specifically Wagons for Warriors at my request. So please check them out. If, if they have the, uh, the Austin Peterson called me a retard blend, 
please check it out. Please buy it. That way, uh, a portion of that this feud does go to a charity that works to help veterans. And this charity takes absolutely zero dollars in overhead for uh, for the payment of their board. They're strictly volunteers. They take no money, and all of it, all that money goes to help veterans and other veteran organizations in the area. USO uh, Fisher House with the VA on Fort Leonard Wood, but at the hospital, all of these great things that they do take care of take care of their own. Check it out. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All right, so I was speaking about the New Mexico thing. Uh, So earlier this week, a federal judge, a Biden-appointed federal judge, smacked it down. Yes, it gave the old bad. Uh, New Mexico governor narrows scope of sweeping gun order after Biden-appointed judge rules it unconstitutional. Uh, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on Friday revised her original public health order, which would have temporarily banned individuals from carrying guns across Albuquerque and the surrounding Bernalillo County. The new revised order would temporarily ban individuals from carrying guns only in parks and playgrounds. The revised version comes after portions of her original version were struck down by a federal judge. Biden appointed U.S. District Court Judge David Urias said during a Wednesday hearing that the order violated the Constitution, quote, the violation of a constitutional right, even for a for minimal periods of time, unquestionably constitutes irreparable injury. End quote. Because if you do it once and get away with it, guess what? You're going to do it again. Kind of like uh, the, the COVID lockdowns. It got, they got away with it once. So big shock that, Oh, we, we've had a slight rise in COVID cases. Start locking down, wearing masks. Ah! The temporary restraining order imposed by the judge will remain in effect until at least October 3rd when the next hearing is scheduled. According to the revised public health order, law enforcement officers, security officers, and active duty military personnel are exempt from the order. Quote, I'm going to continue pushing to make sure that all of us are using every resource available to put an end to this public health emergency with the urgency it deserves. I will not accept the status quo. Enough is enough, said Lujan Grisham. Today, a judge temporarily blocks sections of our public health order but recognizes the significant problems of gun violence in this state. Gee, I wonder where all that... Gun violence is coming from. It couldn't possibly be illegal aliens. It couldn't possibly be gangs. It couldn't possibly have anything to do with the meth situation, which was enough of a situation that that's the reason why Albuquerque was chosen as the setting for Breaking Bad. But I digress. Yeah, particularly involving the the deaths of children. And I'm not downplaying the deaths of kids because ultimately that that is one of the biggest tragedies we have in this country is the untimely loss of anyone, especially a child. But there's times, though, where these are things that, you know, it's not the guns that are at 
fault. It's the people with the guns who shoot indiscriminately into crowds. It's the people who don't care what's going around, going on around the, the target of a hit and they do a drive by. And, and even more, ultimately, what's even worse is the accidental death of a child from an improperly stored handgun. Where, oh, then little Jimmy, I found dad's gun. Boom. Now, some, now little Jimmy's gone. Little Jimmy's brother or sister is gone. It, it, it is, like I said, it's, it's, it's not a great thing. I'm not downplaying it. At all. But the fact that politicians use use the bodies of dead kids, whether it's a school shooting, whether it's an accidental death, whether it's a gangland attack that leaves you know innocent bystanders as you know collateral damage. They take the bodies and they, they build them into a soapbox. And they stand on the bodies of the dead in order to push a political agenda, and it's awful. I, I think I think that's worse than these deaths to begin with. I like to apologize. My dogs are being kind of crazy because reasons. I don't know. So if you're hearing the dogs being all crazy. I apologize. Not my intent. As governor, I see the pain of families who lost their loved ones to gun violence every single day, and I will never stop fighting to prevent other families from enduring these tragedies. Over the past four days, I've seen more attention on resolving the crisis of gun violence, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's, again, more using the bodies of the dead because what could be what could be more American than you know using the memory using the memories of someone's loved one as a political pawn, using a dead child as a pawn to to achieve whatever political outcome you're wanting to get. All right, I'm gonna finish up. This is one I didn't really see coming, and um, it seems interesting uh, reading it, cause especially since it's from the Wall Street Journal, which typically the Wall Street Journal does run a little bit more towards the conservative side, but usually usually that's on their uh, financial stuff. When, it get, when they start getting to the political direction, it, it definitely leans more left. But... Ties between Joe Biden and Merrick Garland deteriorate from distant to frigid. Attorney General's vaunted independence has put a pall on relations between the White House and Justice Department. The already frosty relationship between President Biden and his Attorney General, Merrick Garland, is now in a deep freeze. Respect and admiration among White House aides for Garland, a longtime federal appeals court judge, chosen to underscore the independence of the Justice Department, has shifted for some into resignation and distrust. They point to Garland having appointed not just a special counsel to investigate former President Donald Trump, but two others as well, one looking into Biden and the other probing his son, 
Hunter Biden. Ooh. I, I, how much crack does uh, Hunter Biden have to smoke before he realizes, before he just like completely ignores the fact he's being probed, asking for the aliens? On Thursday, the latter indicted the younger Biden on gun charges, which has the left making pro 2A arguments. Oh my God, I you say you can't have a gun? You're charged for having had a gun. Isn't that unconstitutional? Well, the, the whole idea of background checks, some would argue, is, is unconstitutional. But until that is stricken down, that is the law. You have to submit to a background check. And if you lie on any sort of federal form, that is called, uh, what is that? It begins with a P. Perjury. If you perjure yourself by lying on a government document, you are You should be, I'll tell you, you should be prosecuted. It's amazing how many drug addicts apply for gun, do a background check, lie, and get a gun. It's amazing. It says on there, are you buying this for someone else? No, I'm not buying it for someone else. That would be illegal. Yet people do it all the time. Well, uh, my buddy, he can't, he can pass a background check, but he really wants a gun, so I'm gonna buy it for him. I'm gonna say I'm buying it for me. It's called a straw purchase. It's illegal, yet it happens a lot. And they said he lied on his background check, and then because he possessed the gun. While being a prohibited person, that was well, that is where he violated the actual gun laws. Not just the he perjured himself on a government form. But uh, some Biden aides have said they see Garland's handling of the in- inquiries of the Biden family as driven less by dispassionate pursuit of justice than by a punctilious desire to give the appearance that sensitive investigations are walled off from political pressure. People familiar with the matter say. How should Merrick Garland approach inquiries into the Biden family? Join the conversation below. Uh, those aides point out, for example, that prosecutors closed within months an inquiry into classified documents found at former Vice President Mike Pence's Indiana home, but assigned a special counsel with wider latitude and more independence to examine similar issues for Biden, also a former vice president. And also they went after Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. The probe remains open. As for Hunter Biden case, a lawyer for him said the decisions to appoint a special counsel and indict the president's son after he had agreed to a plea deal reflected, quote, partisan interference in this process. Wait, partisan interference? Isn't the AG, uh, wasn't he appointed by the president? Who is the father of Hunter Biden? How is that an issue? And as and the judge had every right. It was within her power. It was in her area of responsibility to look at the deal. Because ultimately, if you agree to a plea deal, Your Honor, my client has agreed to plead guilty for this punishment. 
the judge can still say, nah, fam, ain't happening because X, Y, and Z. And that's what happened with the Biden plea deal because it appeared to the judge, wait, he's going to plead guilty to the tax evasion, but all these other things are just going to disappear? No, not happening on my watch. That's the judge's prerogative. Period. End of story. Yet people got mad. Oh, I did that judge do this. Well, because any judge can de- can decline any plea deal. Doesn't matter what papers you sign as a defendant, what papers you sign as a prosecutor. It still has to go to the judge, and the judge still has to ratify it. It's how it works. I'm sorry. A spokeswoman for Garland declined to comment. White House spokeswoman Olivia Dalton said Biden appointed Garland, quote, because of his decades of fidelity to the rule of law consistent with his commitment, you know the thing. Decades of fidelity to the rule of law consistent with his commitment when he ran for president to restore the independence of the Justice Department free from political interference, basically creating a fourth branch of government that should not exist because it hasn't been delegated to exist within the Constitution. Because ultimately, the AG is responsible to one person. The AG is responsible to the president. The AG, who is you know, confirmed by the Senate is also by constitutionality responsible to the House who can vote to impeach him and the Senate who can uh, convict on the impeachment and have him removed from office. But no, 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 it's completely, you know, completely nonpartisan. Yeah, it is totally. Uh, the Attorney General's allies say those appoint, appointments aren't him bending to pressure, but rather in insulating the probes that touch on Biden, Garland's boss, and the man who appointed him. Garland had pledged lawmakers not to interfere with the Hunter Biden investigation, and President Biden has repe- report repeatedly. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm I'm not even through my first class. I already can't talk. This is usually what happens when you're like three or four glasses in. Garland has pledged to lawmakers not to interfere with the Hunter Biden investigation. President Biden repeatedly said any decisions about the investigation are up to the Justice Department, which it's not that they're frosty, it's not they're frozen, it's not their fridge, it's not their icy. He's letting he's letting them do their job. However, the president could still tell Merrick Garland, hey, in these investigations, I'm going to issue a pardon. Wouldn't look good, but he could do it. Or he just tell him to quietly just, done. And a lot of people had issues with the, well, when Donald Trump was still president, if he, if he appoint, if the AG appoints a special counsel, which is the reason why the special counsel was appointed out, you know, not by uh not by uh sessions 
And even then, those are get tricky because once you appoint one, I think they said a special prosecutor. Once a special prosecutor is appointed, uh, it's really hard to reel those in because they get so much so much latitude to operate independently. But neither here nor there. He's doing what the president asked him to do, and that is to restore ju- just to the DOJ. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He's doing what the president asked him to do, and that is to restore justice to the DOJ. No, you look like an idiot. Stop. Stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read here. He's doing what the president asked him to do, and that is restore justice to the DOJ. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't read this. I can't. And following the facts and follow the law and keep the politics out of decision-making, said Anthony Coley, Garland's former spokesman, who said Garland has never been a frequent presence at the White House. But, yeah, it just keeps going on that it's like, because of the fact that they're not, I guess they're not talking is what I'm getting the gist out of, not getting updates and all that. So, it's... I mean, it's great to see that maybe uh, the DOJ is maybe starting to get into some stuff that no, looks no bueno for the boss man. I don't know. I have to wait and see, just like the rest of you. But yeah, it's weird to think that the AG and the president don't talk. I mean, the president talks with the other members of the cabinet, he seeks the other members of the cabinet's input on you know, foreign affairs, uh, internal affairs. Com- how should we get the economy going? It's the uh, you know, Secretary of the Treasury should be for. What are, what's our revenue looking like? So many things that the president has an effect on. And so many things that have an effect, again, on the president, vice versa. Why wouldn't the president be able to have a conversation with the AG and be like, hey, what are some of the big high-profile things? Hey, we're looking at we're looking into X, Y, and Z. What Can we get some uh, legal input from DOJ? I mean, this, these are conversations that should be happening. If... Donald Trump was never having uh, conversations with Jeff Sessions or Bill Barr. People would be freaking out. Uh, you're doing stuff without, without, the, without the advice of uh, your top law enforcement official in the country? Is that what's going on in the White House now? That, you know, that Merrick Garland has so insulated himself from the president through these uh, special counsels that now he doesn't feel like he can discuss anything with the president. And I get it. He, you know, he has an entire department to run as a cabinet level official. So I get that he can't be in the white house every day, but like once a week, something 
you know, maybe attend a PDP, a PDB, excuse me, a presidential daily brief. I mean, is that too much to ask from our AG? Ensure that, you know, when you have a an FBI whistleblower, because the FBI ultimately falls under the Department of Justice, maybe that see it, they're not being treated like crap because they're going, hey, fraud, waste, abuse going on it's over over here. We need to fix it. We need to fix it now. Uh, yeah, congratulations. You cut, just cut yourself an indefinite suspension. And, um, oh, you can only make work a job so you can pay your bills. It pays less than $7,500 a year. Wow, it's, uh, that's considerably below the poverty line in the United States. Um, okay, well, I've got this opportunity. I will request it. No, denied. You said it'd be like three to four days. Yeah, it, it could take up to that, but no, you're denied. That's uh, what happened to former FBI agent uh, Stephen Friend. Sought outside employment when he caught an indefinite suspension for, you know, blowing the whistle on abuse of power. But ultimately, he was being punished for, quote, he, he wasn't being retaliated against for, you know, being a whistleblower, because that would be illegal. You know, the Whistleblower Protection Act says you cannot retaliate, retaliate. You cannot issue reprisals against someone who is blowing the whistle and is therefore protected. However, he was being suspended for unauthorized access to the employee handbook. The handbook for employees. He illegally accessed it. And quoted from it. Weird. I don't know. But yeah, that's what the AG needs to be fixing. That's what he needs to be advising the president on. Not not just like, um, yeah, I'm going completely hands off with running the DOJ and letting the president know what's going on. Uh, just talk to those guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it does. It. It does bode well for, um, you know, maybe he's starting to turn over some stuff and he doesn't want to be overly connected to the president in case, you know, he didn't want anything to come back to bite him, that maybe he's tipping off the president. I don't know. But I just think it's interesting that, you know, oh, Merrick Garland, he should have been on the Supreme Court. Well, now he's in the AG, which makes him significantly more important than a Supreme Court judge. And he has basically no relationship with the White House where his boss works. Something to think about. Anywho, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you for tuning in. If you're sitting here live on Twitch, thank you so much for hanging out. If you're watching this on YouTube, again on YouTube, hit the subscribe button hit the bell, get notifications, whatever a new episode posts. If you're on Rumble, again, subscribe, hit the bell, get notifications. If you're listening to this on podcast, same four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe to the show. Too easy. Or if you're on Apple, a lot of my listeners use Apple Podcasts. Remember, it's called Follow on Apple because they have a premium thing where 
their subscription actually involves paying me money. Uh, well, you don't pay me money, but you pay Apple money. I don't have a, I don't have subscription service on Apple at this point. So, if you want to pay me for subscription content, please go to patreoncom slash Show. Subscribe on Patreon. It's all good. You get ad-free episodes. Yeah. Of course, minus the uh, live reads that I do every time. But either here or there. Anyways, once you have subscribed, the second thing I ask is you please rate this show. Five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below. We need to have a conversation, which, you know, you're following me. If you're not following me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, at Fake Tyler Morgan, check it out. You can um, DM me and tell me why you're giving me three or less. It's all good. But, you know, I'd like to know. Maybe there's some constructive criticism. Maybe you just think I'm a bloviating a-hole and you want to tell, you know, tell me off. Either or, I can live with it because I am an adult. Anyways, once you have subscribed, once you have rated it, please write a review. Say something nice. Say something constructive. If you say something that is just being an absolute a-hole, believe me, I will make fun of you as soon as I see it. It will be great. It will be entertaining for me. I'm sure you'll you'll be laughing. Oh, I got under his cap. Blah, 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 blah. No, you really didn't. I'm, I mean, I'm proud of the fact that someone called me a wannabe Alex Jones. Where are the men? Where are the men? They're turning the friggin' frogs gay. Alex Jones, that guy. Anyways, you have rated, you have re- you have subscribed, you've rated, you have reviewed. So, last thing I ask, please share this episode or the podcast in general with somebody else who you think will enjoy the show. That gets word out about the show. It grows listenership. Uh, it gets the algorithm robots getting this out to more people. That's good. Getting subscriber numbers up is an always amazing thing. And again, thank you for those of you who have tuned in. Thank you to those who have been listening either or watching on podcasts, YouTube, Rumble. means a lot. I'm glad to hang out with you. And remember, just like every other week, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7 Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.